Welcome everyone to another episode of the Plastic Arts Podcast, the show where we break down the video game news of the week. My name is Fonzie, I'm joined by my co-host, and uh, he's my sweet baby boy, indie game dev extraordinaire Gavin Jones. You have a a random generator for this now? It's just my mind, that's that's what I'm doing. I like that that's the only part not in all caps. (laughs) It's the last thing always added. You should have whispered it, like, my co-host, game dev extraordinaire, my sweet baby (laughs) boy. Yes. That would be good. Get real creepy. Goodness. Gavin, how are you? Living your life? So, so good. That was a, it was a great, great weekend this weekend. Yeah, I feel like I saw you way too much. Yeah, that was like, I've been meaning to say, you're getting a little clingy. <laughs> well. Uh, but no, like Friday alone, I my boss took me out to lunch because we Ooh. blew our sales goal. Then I found out uh, we won an award at my company, so... My, my small team within the company is apparently best in the world at something. Dang. And, uh, did you have any part in that? or you just Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, so I helped us get that award. And uh, in addition to that, we just afterwards we had a kick-ass night at, at, the, at the festival. Yeah, so, it was like a beer festival. That was dope. That was, a, that was a damn good Friday. Yeah. Nice. Did you? We did see each other a lot. Did you play any games in any of this? Uh, I played more Borderlands. It's still... I feel like that's the game where, yeah, you can keep squeezing that lemon and making lemonade and squeezing, you know, whatever you want to do. But, yeah, I feel like that's got some, it's got long legs for sure. Right. Um, and that's good. And I, I beat Goose Game. I still haven't beat it yet, but I know I'm close. But it's, still tell me how you, how you feel about you're, it. You're 10 minutes away from beating <laughs> it. I love, like, I, I didn't like it that much. I, I definitely, I grew to like it at the very end. Gotcha. Um, when I figured out what was going on. What is there to figure out? There's some like, kind of like revelation story wise. You'll, You'll get it. You're a, you're a goose. <laughs> That's what the the town, this British yep. town. Um, so yeah, I, I I I like the ending. I think the ending is good. I really mm. wish that was just chapter one uh, of a bit more game that I was never gonna finish. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I mean, we talked about how it's definitely there's a lot more they could have done. You know. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe the next time they come around, because this game is. It's like top of the charts on the on the Nintendo eShop. It's it's everyone's it's talking meme. about it. It's a meme, so they're 100 percent going to keep going with it. Yeah. Um, there was rumors that there's like a PS4 Xbox release that they haven't confirmed yet, but uh, you have to imagine that's inevitable. I don't know that that's going to get them that much more money. Really? Like it's on? Is it? It's on. It's Switch, on PC. Right? Yeah, it's on Switch and PC. Already, yeah, that's what you need to be on. Yeah, need any. I mean, it doesn't take a killer system to run it. Your mom's <laughs> i i book, yeah, iPad third from two thousand can run it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, that's cool. Um, I'm wondering with the Goose game. Uh, I know initially, like early on, I didn't like the uh, the controls were very tanky to me. Uh, I kept failing what I was trying to do, being a dick as a goose, mm-hmm. I kept failing because I would like run into something and get stuck on it as I'm dragging a boot or whatever. Oh, really? It's just, I felt like the controls you know, were failing me where I could have had a bit more fun if it was, I don't know, just like a little bit tighter where I didn't feel like a tank. And maybe that's right. done intentionally so you know, you really have to plan your routes. You can't just like run at everything like I tried to do yeah. early on. I did. Uh, I, I was a little bit annoyed at the controls because I kept forgetting uh, which was honk and which was... <laughs> bite at something gotcha yeah yeah uh so like one of the final puzzles uh i get it all set up i'm ready to go and then i'd uh it, it's in that bar uh yeah. i i'd i'd honk when i meant to 
interact and it just wrecks the whole puzzle and i did it twice and it takes a little bit to get set up yeah so. there's various puzzles like that yeah maddening. Uh, yes yeah but i mean it was it was really fun like i think you kind of get the gist of it right early on when you're playing it it's like here's the initial idea you mess with the people and, yeah and it's fun so i mean i'm interested to see how they make some kind of mind-blowing ending you know at the it's, end it's not that mind-blowing but it's 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 cute and it ties mm. the whole thing up in a neat little bow gotcha um, I did venture off and find this, well, it looked like remnants of somebody, maybe maybe the same goose or whatever, but like taking um, taking a little bells from a bike and just like storing them somewhere. There's like a pile of bells. Bells from a bike? Yeah. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Okay. I, I thought maybe the ending tied to that. Because if you venture down where really there's no initiative uh, for you to do that, you venture down and there's this, this hole that somebody's right, taking right, a bunch right. of uh, Yeah, bike. definitely. Yeah, because that's like right at the beginning, right? Yeah. 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 But I just wander off later on because I, I kept getting stuck and I kept feeling like an idiot. Mm -hmm. And so that makes me not want to play even more when I know I should obviously be able to understand what they want me to do. And then I don't. I just get angry. But uh, that's cool. Goose game. Uh, played some... You played some Borderlands. Anything else? I feel like there's something, but I've forgotten. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. uh, I, I tried to, you know, uh, beat Goose game. I played... I finished Control. Nice. That was last week. That was really cool. Well, we can talk about that if you want. Uh, I played a little bit, a match and a half of Apex, just because they changed the the, the map. There's like a new update. Oh, I, I saw some streamers playing it. It's, yeah. It's a very pretty map. It is, for sure. Really pretty. They've changed it up quite a bit. There's like a city. I mean, there's always city aspects to it, but it's almost like a hub city area that they really But this one's got on. like towers and it's tilty. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm sure there might be some. I wonder if there's like little Easter egg jabs like throughout the that game, but, uh, you know, for like... For PUBG or for Fortnite, right, but right. Um, there's a lot of it was it was visually really cool. Like there's these just elemental changes to the map. There's like this lava area. There's this there's this I was gonna say frosty freeze area. There's this uh, <laughs> snow capped area. There's uh, this area where Marshmallow was doing a <laughs> concert. It's great. Yeah, but uh, so it was cool. I just uh, I'm terrible at Apex. It's really not the game for me. But um, I, the second time the second match I jumped into, I couldn't find anybody for a good half hour. And uh, although our team made it to like the fourth or fifth team, just simply because I couldn't find anyone, so they're all doing work. I get killed, they revive me, and I'm just running around like an idiot, and then I eventually die. Definitely had matches like that. Yeah, like I did nothing. I think the one that kills me is when I have when I when I used to have matches like that, and I'd be all geared to the fucking gills, right? <laughs> like I like anyone who's good at this game. Yeah. So like I I we get into a team fight. And we're at the end. It's final team. They all get knocked down. All I get to do is kill one guy. I got to do... Like, he's probably half dead to begin right. with. All I have to do is murder this mostly dead human being, and I can't get a goddamn shot off <laughs> just... in the correct direction. <laughs> so you know they're just like... They've been talking the whole game, and then their mics are just silent. Mm. Like, like, this fucking guy. <laughs> hey. This is one shot of redemption. And... You... <laughs> nothing all game. Yeah, that's yeah, that's me in a nutshell, basically. I've been playing more Last of Us too. Nice. Yeah, getting through that. Um, just to get ready for in my mind, just for the you know, Last of Us two. Two years but, out, uh, but it's fine. Yeah, well, it's more like five months or something. Oh, so. is that all? Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I also love that game. Like I play, I don't know, once a. I was looking through my save files, it's like once a year that I was jumping wow. back in and not completing it, but always jumping back in and playing it again. But this will be like my fourth, fifth time. I played it a couple, or beat a couple times on PS3, and then when they did the remaster, 
this will be my second time completing the remaster. Um, but I, I was dope. about to say, why would you want to be that depressed on a regular <laughs> basis? But I also uh, beat Majora's Mask pretty regularly, gotcha. and that's that's probably about right there. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, yeah, same <laughs> level of of seriousness. Uh, I never beat uh, Majora's Mask. I need to go and play that. There's a huge backlog of games that right. need to play. Have, have you ever gone to that? That I, I, I'm sure, even though you don't have a lot of games on Steam, it's mm. still still be monstrous. There's a this website. I think it's a website, and you yeah. give it your Steam ID, and it'll look at every game you own and uh, match those up with uh, timetobeat.com. Okay. And it'll just take the normal amount of time that it takes to beat every game in your list. And say how many hours of game you have. Uh, oh, as like they tally up your backlog into hours that you have yes. to require? Yikes. <laughs> and I think mine was like, honestly, it could have been in the million. Jeez. Were and you... like you think about that, because like, I definitely have well over 100 games. Like, yeah. that's totally possible. Some of those are take a stupid amount to beat. Right, right. Where you need to kind of die, get reincarnated, and then come back, and then almost like serving like multiple life sentences. Well, Gavin, some stuff happened this week. Did it? A few things. A few things. We will start with this Super Mario Maker 2 update, so you can play with friends now online. But that was already in it. No, that it wasn't at launch. So they announced but that they were going to. It was. Gonna... I saw people do it. Apparently, it wasn't. So <laughs> get off my ass, Gavin. <laughs> just telling you what what happened. Uh, we'll, we'll... Oh, with. Friends. Yes, yes. Uh, did you mean like, uh, or think sharing the levels and that kind of thing? Like no, no, no. Before? So at, at launch, uh, you could play multiplayer, but you couldn't join with friends. Right, right. right I gotcha. forgot that stupid caveat. <laughs> That's what I meant. I'm not wrong. Okay. So uh, IGN broke this down. Adam Bankhurst writes, Super Mario Maker 2 version 1.1.0 is available now and adds the long-awaited option to play with friends online in either multiplayer versus or multiplayer co-op modes. Announced by Nintendo, the Play With Friends option also allows players to select courses, upload it to Course World, as well as those that have been saved to CourseBot. Kevin, we both have this game. We should try and play this online at some point. Why do you assume I have this game? I thought you did. No. Okay, I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's your uh, Nintendo fan. Uh... I, I, I dig this community and will happily watch uh, some of the pros on Twitch. Mm. Um, but to me, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so bad at it. And when I see those levels, like, I imagine even if I'm playing on super baby mode, yeah. I still just be like, how do I jump on the Koopa? <laughs> like, all those years of being trained on this as a little Gavin, yeah. and it's all out the... Well, uh... Even my years of, of trying to speedrun Super Mario uh, 1, I feel like it's out. Gotcha. For me, I'm really digging at the fact that they added the Super Mario World. Like, that's my favorite game, so right. I just go... When I look up the courses that are that are you know popular that I'm playing online, I just go to anyone that has that that theme that has a Super Mario theme, because gotcha. I just I'll just play that all day. But it just makes me want to play the original, then I go back and play the original, and so really this is just a catalyst to get me to play Super Mario World, yeah. as all this was. But it's dope. Yeah, all the levels are really fun. There's a lot of crazy hard levels. And I think part of it too is like I'll play a hard platformer. Like I I, I really should play Celeste because I got it for free. Uh, I'll play a Super Meat Boy and I'll really enjoy it. But these levels that these people make, you have to exploit mechanics. Mm. And I don't know all the mechanics and definitely can't exploit them sure. the way other people can. So. Yeah, like there's – I want to say it's a, it's kind of a common thing maybe just in Super Mario World, but where you – there's that ability where you can jump off of someone's head and also kind of grab them underneath you mid-jump and then yeah. launch them and then jump on them again. It's like you really have to – yeah. 
be a master at all these these various mechanics for for a lot of these levels where they're brutal unless you're learning how to do that. Have you ever have you ever played though the uh, level one one but everything's on fire? Nope. <laughs> have you seen any of these? How does that even work? Uh, well, it's not everything's on fire, but they're like you know the little spinny fire wand thingies. Oh yeah. Uh, they're literally everywhere. This is on Super Mario Maker. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll show you. So this is various people that have uploaded it or that have beat it. Okay, so now they just added the actual. Oh god. Yeah, it's it it is one one, <laughs> but there's this cacophony of fuck. Yikes. Like, and it's it's so precise getting through it. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah, and like even trying works. to route yourself, like you watch someone playing it, and as they're slowly learning it, like you have to do some very ass backwards things. Gotcha. Uh, a lot of a lot of moving backwards, a lot of doing things that seem risky and are, but they're you know the best option you have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so insane. That's that's awesome. All right. I think, what uh... The, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. He cleared that by one pixel. Jesus. Whoa. Yeah, it's like singeing the hair on his mustache, these lasers. Like, right. they're so close. And you think about how early in the level we still are. <laughs> so. Now, there's, there's usually no the... checkpoints. Okay, and then what about the little Goomba guys? Because there's usually the Goomba they guys. They took them out. They figured, we'll throw, throw you a bone. <laughs> is the flag all lasers, too? Or Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Actually, that did look a little bit short. Maybe they shortened the level, but mm. still... Fuck that. Yes. Fuck that. <laughs> for sure. That's awesome, though. See, I like that people are able to do that stuff. It's not for me, but right, I like that that right. exists. And that's the thing, too. Like, we talk about how, like, we'd want a Zelda maker. Yeah. And <laughs> what would people do with it? That being said, uh, I, I feel like it was a Zelda maker. Like, Mario's about platforming. Yeah. Like, doing stuff like this, I feel like it was a little more akin to that. Well, with Zelda, they would do what they did with Link's Awakening, where it'd be focused on the the, the, the dungeons and the puzzles, right? So right. Something like that. Hopefully, but, people would try and focus on making the most creative puzzle and not just the hardest fucking puzzle. Right. Of all time. Yeah. Well, so I, you won't be playing this thing again because you don't have the game, but maybe I will dip into. <laughs> I have any friends though, so you need friends. We're we're both we're missing something. But uh, we have some other news about the Goose game we we're talking about. Okay. So. It's um, really just that rumor that it's coming to Xbox One or PS4, but it's also um, just doing really well financially. But really the heart of it that I want to get to is that there is a speedrun for the for this Goose game. So Games Radar writes, someone completed a sub-four-minute speedrun in the Untitled Goose game. I have no idea how that... There must be some like some clips and some, uh, and some serious glitches they've found to get past Yeah, that. I haven't seen what this person does, but that's what they mentioned. So... Um, they write, Untitled Goose Game released a few days ago on Switch and PC, but it's already got its first speedrun record. Twitch streamer Sijuf is responsible for the feed, setting the record for the fastest Untitled Goose Game playthrough at 3 minutes and 46 seconds. The streamer employed some crafty exploits to get the job done, but it's no less astonishing to see the game run from beginning to end in less than 4 minutes. So I don't know what those crafty exploits are, but um, yeah. Is it is it bouncing in slow motion off of a moblin's head and then flying across the map? <laughs> I hope so. Yes, that's all in the goose game. <laughs> yep. So um, I will finish this goose game and see what the the end is. Is the goose really dead, or you know what's the He's deal? He's dead the whole time. I just you keep I keep imagining some crazy ending at the end, but we'll see. it's not. Yeah, don't don't get okay, your hopes up that high. 
Uh, I don't know if you caught this, Kevin, but uh, PlayStation Now gets a big price cut, adds God of War, GTA V, and more to the lineup. So this one, uh, I know you you know have no interest in playing PlayStation, but there's this cool not workaround, but this ability now to play these games on PC if you have PlayStation Now. Oh, yeah. So now there's almost no excuse on your end to be not, not be playing these games. So iGen's uh, Tom Marks writes: Starting today, PS Now's U.S. price will be $9.99 a month, $24.99 for three months, or $59.99 per year. That's down basically half, uh, respectively, before. On top of that, the most recent God of War. Grand Theft Auto V, Infamous, Second Son, and Uncharted 4 are now available through the service until January 2nd. Um, because you can play PlayStation Now game streaming on your PC, that means the three PlayStation exclusives in that list no longer require PS4 at all to play. Just to reiterate, anyone with a PC that uses Windows 7 or later has 2 gigs or more of RAM and at least a Core i3 2.0 gigahertz CPU. That's not bad at all. It seems kind of basic, yeah. I think my laptop has all that. Yeah. We'll now have access to God of War with just a PS Now subscription until early next year. Is, it, is this the new God of War? Yeah, new God of War, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. The, the 2018, 2019. Uh-huh. However, you will still need a PlayStation DualShock 4 controller oh, plugged in okay. with a USB cable in order to control the game, and Sony recommends a minimum 5 megabit internet speed to support the stream. Um, but yeah, actually, I have a spare uh, DualShock. You should give this a go. You'd have to pay for the service, 10 bucks a month, but I mean, for 10 bucks, you can just... Do I, in addition, it. have to buy God of War? I assume that's not like... No, so this free. is their, this is almost their reaction to these uh, streaming platforms that are coming online where they're subscription-based, where for 10 bucks, you get access to those games and other games as well. Right. So for the 10 bucks a month, you play all the games that they have on that PlayStation Now. I'd give it a shot. You know something I definitely missed they used to do? Um, was uh, you could stream it to your PSP from your PlayStation 3. Oh, yeah, you could do it with the Vita, too. Yeah, I had yeah, that's what I meant. Times. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and we, I, that was such a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. That's That was always the workaround, or like, uh, it's funny when people would ask, oh, is this game coming to Vita? And like, well, with the power of the you know PS3, PS4, any game can be on Vita. You just like locally stream it to your Vita. Yeah. It's like, that's cool, but I want it actually on Vita. Something I was thinking while, while you were reading that is, so it brought up Grand Theft Auto Five, right? Mm-hmm. And like it, it's so wildly popular and it looks gorgeous yeah. that I honestly forget that I fucking own it. You do on PC? On PS3. Oh yeah, I forget that's from the last generation. Yeah, right? it was last generation, and it still looks gorgeous on yeah. last gen console. I still yeah. can't believe the water and all the, the crazy nuts. stuff. Like, yeah, that's 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 true. Yeah, you really, did you ever finish that then? Uh, no. Five. Yeah, the story was cool. I got. Uh, I definitely got to the part where. Uh, I definitely got to the part where uh, what's his name? Trevor has sex with a teddy bear. Mm. Um, so I got about spoilers. To, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> when he mentions okay. that that teddy bear, and then you're gonna go on a mission, and you come back, come that teddy bear right in the face. Yeah, his character was weird, and that was the point. He was almost somewhat over the top to me, but I still liked him. The the real guy who plays him. Uh, he's an awesome actor. I just yeah. like it whenever I see him pop up in random movies. I think it was weird when uh, I, I haven't seen him in that much, but I watched uh, the Tick, the the new one mm. on Amazon, which is pretty good. And uh, he's in it, and it's weird to see him act not crazy. Gotcha. Because he yeah, does all crazy are... so well. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, oh, what guy? He's a superhero. <laughs> like, okay. Well. That's awesome. How did they not get him? At least walking on, and he's like Joker in the new Joker movie. Like, can he not be his neighbor or his brother or something? Like, he's a very—I feel like he could do crazy, you know, like you said, pretty well, where he could just just put a, plug him in there. Like he could I, do something. I think part of the problem though is like Joker is like throwing him as the Joker. 
Uh, besides the fact that clearly that they want name power behind every oh, yeah. single joke <laughs> that they do. But, um... I mean, GTA Five sold pretty well. But. I think he's too... Joker has to be skinny, and I, I legitimately think the guy who plays uh, Trevor is just big boned. Yeah, he's like, kind of a build. He's in shape for sure. I remember seeing him right. in a bunch of stuff. I yeah. think I think even his skinny is still gonna be. We can never not see like a skinny. Do you think we'll ever see like a Jersey Shore version of the Joker? Like any like a buff built Joker? Could that not happen? Like a Jersey, like a you know, like just a meathead Joker. <laughs> We'd have nothing to be depressed about if he's just like built and <laughs> killing it financially. Right, oh, no, I got these stretch marks. <laughs> Lifting too much weight, right. too many gains, bro. <laughs> yeah, so, well, in other news, Gavin, um, there was a weird thing with the PS4 today where they removed the Facebook support for some reason. So there's speculation on Facebook as to why. was using your PlayStation camera to. Uh, <laughs> 100%. Right. 100%. So, um, yeah, so this was just, uh, it was kind of flown around this morning and to give an update. But um, I pulled up the article from Kotaku. PS4 no longer connect, connects to the connects to Facebook. Now, starting today, the PlayStation 4 will no longer support Facebook integration. This means you can share your screenshots and trophies with your Facebook friends from your console. Oh, no. I, I imagine this that was a lot like when people are taking footage of a concert they're at. No one's watching that anyway. <laughs> no, yeah. That's right up there with your your Fourth of July fireworks. hundred uh, percent, yeah. <laughs> fireworks suck to, to watch secondhand. You know, there's no. I've done it. I still do it where I record. It's like a habit. It's like I got a document, but it there's never it never looks as good. Yeah, and no one's gonna watch. This. <laughs> right? It's like your kids, uh, you know, um, elementary school recital. It's like you're not well, gonna see, watch but this. grandma's watching that. Is she or grandma's not watching your goddamn fireworks, <laughs> and she's definitely not watching. Your stupid concert. Yeah. <laughs> so the only significance I was thinking with this is that does this point to any kind of any uh, indication that they're going to start, you know, um, losing or dropping support with the PS4 and integrating that to various apps as a transition to next gen? Or is this just them, for some reason, dropping support of this Facebook app or nobody used it? You know, I wonder if that's maybe the most likely thing. Yeah. Um, they did update it. So they got a, um, an actual quote from Facebook. A spokesperson for Facebook provided the following statement. We're working with Sony to finalize an, an updated contract designed to improve the Facebook integration on PlayStation. While these discussions are in progress, Facebook features will not be available on PlayStation 4. We hope to bring these features back as soon as our teams reach agreement. So it could just be as easy as that. They just... just uh, I don't trust it. No? just It could be like legal mumble-jumbo in the background and somebody didn't uh, you know renew whatever contract and maybe that's why it's coming up. I don't, I don't trust... Facebook for I may use it, but it's like I don't, <laughs> I don't trust it. Now that I start my dick pics there, but I'm, I'm gonna sure. I'm gonna have ads for Facebook on my Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. Have you updated Facebook? Uh, there was a very quick update with PlayStation Four. Uh, there's a a new um, software version that will go live this week. It adds I'm not sure who's gonna use this, but it adds uh, it, it increases the um, the chat um, party um, amount. So it's eight people that are in a chat room. Um, voice chat can be increased to 16. There's a new chat transcription feature. And then what's, what seems cooler is that there's a remote, remote play now on smartphones that run uh, Android 5.0 or higher. They did that a couple, maybe about a month ago, where they would they had a iOS support. So if you had an iPad, if you had an iPhone, you could, with Bluetooth, link your phone to your controller and just stream and just play off your controller, I think as long as you're using Wi-Fi within like your PS4 range. Now you can do that on Android. So here's my question with chat transcription. Um, can 
let's say you have multiple hearing impaired people yeah. uh, playing together. Can they talk? And it will put like in a little chat bubble what your friends are saying. So maybe you have some people that haven't always been deaf, uh, or or you know just various abilities like in the same right, chat. Right, they can't hear that well. Um, well, the few times I've streamed on PS4, uh, they have a feature with uh, where any YouTube comments you get in your stream, it will translate them or it'll dictate them to a voice. So it's like text right. to, to voice. So it does that. So I would assume it's the same kind of thing, just in your in your actual like group chat kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I would like to actually give this a go once they. It's at some point this week this thing goes live. Dead Man's Tide or something. Really? Is it how bad is it? It's just there. Is it in my sweatshirt right now? Do you feel like a spidey sense or any kind of, or you're just going to lean over and die? You know, I, <laughs> I think. I'm growing hair out my fingertips. <laughs> yeah. And but. releasing weird white uh, liquid uh, that right, you can't control right. it. Uh, you already do that, Kevin, but um, this <laughs> is big. <laughs> yeah, your wrists. Uh, this is big. So Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to PC this year. How do you feel about that? I didn't know it wasn't already on PC. No, no, it was not. Um, so it just had the console release and, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. And uh, now <laughs> it is uh, coming to PC. So this is from PC Gamer. Samuel Rob Roberts writes, we can finally be cowboys. Red Dead Redemption 2 is officially coming to PC and it'll be out before the end of 2019. The announcement doesn't come as a big surprise given all the rumors and leaks we've compiled since 2018, but it's a little surprising that it'll be out so soon. The Red Dead Redemption 2 PC release date is November 5th, 2019. You can start pre-ordering the game on October 9th, and you'll get a number of bonuses for doing so on the new Rockstar launcher, including your choice of two free Rockstar games from GTA 3, San Andreas, Vice City, Bully, L.A. Noir, and Max Payne 3. Um, so that, I thought that was pretty cool. So everyone has their own launcher now. Rockstar has their launcher too. Right. But if wow. you pre-order on their game, on their launcher, you get uh, your choice of those two games for free, just for pre-ordering uh, uh, RDR2. I would, I would love to play Bully. I always heard it's a really good game. And this is the Bully PC uh, remaster, too, the, the one that they're offering. But uh, yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Um, so yeah, also Red Dead Redemption 2 is, uh, is also going to be available on other storefronts, including the Epic Game Store, with pre-order starting later on October 23rd. Those who want to buy it on Steam will have to wait until December. The month or so long wait is better than the year-long Steam delays we've seen recently, though it's still a nuisance for Steam loyalists. Um, yeah, I think we'll. S it's interesting. Everyone's kind of just going separate and creating their own little marketplaces, but you know they're going to have their own exclusivity with that. But um, yeah, do you think you'll be playing this on PC? How do you think your rig will handle Red Dead Redemption 2? It would not. Gotcha. <laughs> you got to download. It's like, come on, dude, just just don't do that. I I really should run my current specs by by our buddy Andy and see mm. if he could what it would take. If I can, what I can do without replacing my motherboard, because yeah. that that'd be the biggest pain in the ass, and the fact that I only have one. For some reason, I have two slots for RAM. Which okay. Is dumb. In when did I buy that thing? Twenty. Fucking. Fourteen. Ten. Okay. Oh god. What's the? Twenty twelve. I'm gonna hope twenty twelve. That yeah. Seems more reasonable. But what's the average lifespan for some of these current uh, motherboards? Like, if I bought one this year, what could I expect to get? Like a good five years out of it? I'd say eight. Eight. Okay. Eight. Like you can get a long time out of it, but you should probably be replacing it. Right. About every eight, because you're just gonna need. It's not gonna be able to handle all the equipment. Right. Yeah. You know what I am interested with? Because uh, 
everyone went to town with the GTA 5 and the mods and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see what happens with the mods within the Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, community. I just want to see, like, first of all, they're going to mod the hell out of it, but also do this graphical updates that I always see with GTA 5. Yeah. That game's already beautiful, and they're going to go, hold my beer, here's what we were able to extend out of that. That That's the thing with the last one, too. Like, they, they took a the most one of the most gorgeous current gen games ever and then for PC they basically made it a next gen game and mm. then the next gen came along and they put it on that. Gotcha. So taking this already next gen game and putting it onto a system where it affects effectively can be next next gen. Yep. Are we gonna see uh, RTX lighting? Dollars to donut says yeah. I don't think it's what gonna make that, that gonna game like? any prettier. Like uh, I think look at will. the lighting. Look at the lighting of that game as is it doesn't need it. Sure, but then I see stuff like RTX, and it just looks like it, it looks amazing. So yeah. I imagine. I mean, it makes stuff like granted it's Minecraft, but I was watching these Minecraft videos recently with RTX on, right. and it's just mind blowing. So yeah, I can't wait to. They're gonna with RD R two. They had the light going through diffused through like ears. Yeah, they already had that shit. But imagine with RTX, it's just gonna look. You know, just gonna I see don't the think RTX, RTX can actually going. handle that. Mm. I don't. I don't think you can do RTX through the ear. Gavin, you're what I call a hater, so uh, I'm on the uh, RTX train here. But I, I imagine so. Like things like the the snow uh, deformation, the mud deformation. Uh, yeah. They can make that even more detailed if they really wanted to. They could probably put in some destructible environments. Uh, this... they're, not, they're not going to, but they could. Right. That could be. Yeah. I mean, the sky's the limit with that. But. Right. Um, I wonder what's with the, is there anything to read into with the year wait? Is that just them working on the PC release or do they want to give this space? I feel like they've space? done this every time. Yeah. I think, I think you're right with GTA 5 for sure. Yeah. Um, they just need, they're beefing it up. I don't. Gotcha. Increasing the, the, the graphics on level. Whatever. Yeah. Tuning up the graphics. <laughs> now Gavin, someone on Kotaku agrees with me that, uh, the best way to play Call of Duty mobile is on, on a PC. I this believe is... that was you. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, re-edited what they said. I, I saw that in reviews uh, for it, or at least a Starjoid's review. Mm. Uh, it's like apparently they, the, the devs have now found a way to get controllers out, controller support out. Gotcha. Uh, but they still haven't solved PC support. Um, well, so I'm reading apparently about with this, uh, there's that Game Loop is the name of the, the app. It's yeah. a Tencent launch that that app, that that, that application. So it's owned by them. So this is really an officially supported way to play Call of Duty Mobile. This is through um, Tencent. They have this emulator that's, that allows you to play Android games on your PC. So, I mean, I feel like there isn't... I, I once thought, you know, this was kind of weird, but now it's like, yeah, this is... They're fully intended people to play it like this. I think if they, if they say, okay, that's fine. We're just going to put you in a lobby with other PC players, but you're thrown in with everybody, with every five-year-old and grandma that's playing on their phones. But... Um, okay. All right. Is, yeah. Now, is this game, does it cost anything? It's free. free. Apparently, the microtransactions are nuts. I haven't experienced that yet. I played a good four hours, I think. Your bullets now do half damage. <laughs> yeah. Pay $5 to do full damage <laughs> for the next, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't doubt 20 it. 20 hours. Apparently, they are kind of predatory. I haven't experienced it yet, but I just haven't. I've just refused to buy anything. I've been unlocking like little scopes and stuff like that. Um, but I understood going in that, yeah, if I want to really unlock every you know score streak or whatever i'm gonna have to put some money down but did you put in here by the way uh, the thing about smash with uh, overwatch 
Uh, no, is that what one of the creators said? Like, hey, they can have any... Yeah, they, well, out? with Overwatch coming out on Switch, uh, I think, uh, what, what what's his name? Like, the creative Kazurai. director or whatever uh, at uh, Overwatch. Just like, hey, and people have been, like, throwing around the rumor, like, hey, uh, is any Overwatch character going to be in Smash? And he's like, well, we'd love that, and we'd prefer it be uh, Tracer. With. Yeah, she's the most iconic one, I think. She is, but I went I went down in the chat because I'm just like, I think Trace would be the worst pick. Really? Because uh, she doesn't have... Well, she's got a personality. She's very similar to, like, like she's got these super fast-firing guns, mm-hmm. and she zips around, so I'm like, well, that's sort of Bayonetta. Gotcha. Like, they, they should do something like if they had a Winston or a, or the, the big guy with the, the hammer... Uh, mm. Ramstein. <laughs> oh, is that what? Yeah, it sounds That's legit. A band. <laughs> right, uh, right. But like, I don't they, know much of the characters. There's like a samurai shooter dude, or um, oh god, there's like oh a, that, that the chat jumped on that because they're like, gotcha. oh, because this game needs more fucking sword characters. <laughs> but they have interesting characters um, that would be really great, yeah. and I think she's the most uh, vanilla mm. uh, of them. Also, uh, Smash Brothers have a problem of too many humanoid characters. And okay. from a distance, they all look the same. Gotcha. Especially the Fire Emblem characters. I can't tell most of them apart. Gotcha. So. Yeah, yeah. So I did pull up the article that you're referencing. So this is from Digital Trends. Aaron Mamit writes, Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan said that he is open to the idea of adding any character from the hero-based shooter to Smash Bros. Ultimate just before the game launches on Nintendo Switch October 15th, which is next week. In an, in an interview with IGN, when Kaplan was asked who among the Overwatch heroes he would like to see on Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, he was not shy in offering Nintendo its pick. Quote, to the Smash Brothers team, whatever character you want, we love them all. They're all our babies. You can have any single one of them. We have 31 to choose from. Have my babies. <laughs> yeah, said Kaplan. However, when asked if he had to pick one, Kaplan said that he would, he would have to choose Tracer. Tracer's our girl. Tracer's our mascot. She'd be my first choice. Um, yeah, Roadhog. You gotta have, gotta have Roadhog or Junkrat. But yeah. you could be making up names or not, and I would not know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, I know the Overwatch is huge. Um, there's a lot of things in life that are stacking up that make me feel like an old man. And watching footage of Overwatch just makes me confused and angry. And I'm like, what's? There's so much going on, right. and I just. I just, you know, huddle back to whatever, like, what sounds normal to me. That's fair. And it is, especially when everyone throws out their ult at once and the screen is just 15 overlapping explosions. <laughs> it, it's very hard to tell, like, and the, the announcers at the event will be like, oh, and somebody got off a good thingy thing. And I'm right. like, they're all doing the things. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Yeah. So. Man, there's something that, that reminds me, like, the uh, a lot of these uh, esports commentators, are just they also have to be next level to identify quickly yeah. and spat out all these facts and identify what's happening on screen and accurately. That's all. That's a whole other level. Like we watched this UFC this weekend. You have commentators, and of course, that maybe it's just they're in depth. They know that whole field, so they can easily reach off the top of their head and, and give this fact and describe what's going on. But with uh, games, it's just happening at lightning speed. It's. I just want to give more props to those guys. I don't know any of them, but I'm sure there's well-known people in that. Oh industry. yeah, absolutely. I th- the one that impresses me is certainly is League of Legends, and hey, these guys have fifteen thousand different ways of saying the same thing, mm. and they'll just rotate through it That's when good. they're like describing someone getting hit some way or getting ulted some way. It's right. fantastic. Uh, but it's always impressive when 
there's like over well over like I want to say over 150 characters in that game, mm. and they can accurately say which move they use, and they each have four moves. Yikes! <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you're definitely pulling from that community already. Like you're pulling from fans, right? You can't like pay someone else. You can't pay Bob Barker to you know start starts narrating this stuff and you know giving it's, his, his it's too views. much and, and they could just say oh they hit him with a good q or a good a or a good w and sometimes they will okay. and certainly when you watch smash brothers that's how they describe it they go oh he used a forward air or a back nair or something like that gotcha. a neutral air and so in your head you don't have to know the names of those moves because that'd be stupid sure um but but they do uh or not not in that game uh, that being said, also, the, the Smash Brothers, if you ever get to watch the Black Plague do commentary, mm. uh, it's like it's like these two guys are in each other's brains, just trying to make everyone laugh as hard as they can. So <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm mostly there for them at that point. Like, what's going on on stage is fantastic. Yeah. But, now, is it like a group? It's like a, a, a dual kind of commentary thing? It's Yeah, I forget their names. I know one's TK Breezy, uh, unless I got... I, I forget. I always get... There's the Black Plague, and then there's another one that shares one of the members. Mm. And I always forget the second one's name, but it's yeah. these, these total, it's three casters that are laugh out loud, hilarious every single time you get them together. Gotcha. Um, so That's it's, awesome. It's like these people. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's crazy amount of talent. These people. <laughs> oh, you got me, Gavin. I'm canceled. <laughs> um, just to put a little button on the Call of Duty mobile thing, um, they announced 35 million in downloads in just three days. Wow. For the mobile thing. So, a question for you. Uh, I watched a little bit of, uh, and I got bored of immediately, mm -hmm. uh, but there was a PUBG tournament playing on Twitch. Gotcha. And it looks exactly like the fucking PC game. Who are they playing on? Mobile. Oh, okay. Yes. I think they did get a lot of praise for that mobile um, um, version of it. But I want to uh, say uh, when it came out, I think it even ran better than the PC version. Huh. Did, I wonder if that one you can also do on their, their Game Loop app. But, um, um, no, that game never ran well for me, like on Xbox. So I just kind of gave up. Yeah. Uh, but, um, that, that's funny how that game really kind of kickstarted this whole, this whole genre. Like it just, uh, ignited that, that whole demand for, and then Fortnite said, oh, that's cool. We're going to take right. this and just go through the roof with it. But they really started that. Well, it didn't, I mean, the thing is it didn't kickstart it too. It was, it was sort of a slow burn. Mm. And but they're like every every month it was like oh they're selling this much selling this much and then well yeah because there was what was there there was a uh, Arma yeah and that was big and popular in Arma then uh, Daisy brought in the designer from the Arma mod gotcha yeah to come and do theirs and PUBG I think the thing behind it is so many people knew player unknown that when he's like screw it I'm making my own game it's just me uh, that. You know, that was why people are so excited because they're like, this is the guy. I, I think see. the one thing somebody brought up and I think is very, very truthful of that series, and that's why the PC version was so poor for so long, is he just grabbed, he just hired a team. Okay. He didn't go, let's get AAA talent, top yeah. to bottom. Like, he just got a team. Gotcha. And maybe that's why the mobile version ran so much better, is they may have had some of that AAA talent right. in there. Um, well, there's that company Tencent that's huge, and so I imagine they have the funds to now like you know expand and get proper devs on it and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. So let's see, Gavin. We also have this. Uh, this is an interesting article from IGN. So they're just kind of breaking down and putting some data to the whole um, 
um, financial split when it comes to releasing a game on whether it's Epic or it's on Steam. So this is an article from Tom Marks of IGN. Steam's 30% cut is actually the industry standard. I would um, just encourage everyone to go and read that actual article because they do all the work and it's actually pretty dope and they interview various people from the industry along with uh, provide all the data. But um, So last year, the Epic Games Store swooped in and started hovering up, hoovering up game exclusives like they were Pokemon cards, offering PC publishers an alternative to Valve's 30% cut on Steam by taking just 12% from the game sold through its new platform. We reached out to nearly half a dozen sources within the games industry, as well as the game retailers directly, in order to get the actual numbers on what cuts most major retailers take. While many of, the, while many of these sources prefer to remain anonymous, they paint a picture that could be surprising to some players, one where Valve's uh, now infamous 30% cut isn't actually out of the norm. In fact, it's pretty much the industry standard. So they created this nifty graphic, which I will show you here, Gavin. We will upload. So we'll start from the top here. So we have game retailer cuts compared. So PC stores, we have Steam at 30%. Really? Humble takes 25. We have Humble. At, and then tw what's interesting with Humble, they um, they, they uh, lay out an article. Oh. They give you an option on how to, how to spread the last like 10%, whether it's to store credit or to a charity of your choice. Right. I was thinking of HIO. Okay, that's in here too. Okay. So Humble Store does 25%, um, 15% to Humble, 10% to charity or back at store credit. Epic does 12%, Steam does 30%. Now Steam lowers it the higher game uh, sells. So 25% after 10 million earned, 20% after 50 million earned. That one I find interesting because it that almost like is uh, unappealing to indie devs, right? Because it's like they're not going to be able to sell that much. So they're they're you're rewarding these games that are obviously going to sell a bunch, like say like a you know like an Activision or whatever their kind of game releases there. Sure. They're going to sell more. So you're not really providing a platform for indies to go, oh, that's interesting, I want to go there. But we'll carry on. So itch.io is developer's choice, which we'll, I'll pull up that actual article. They, they explain some more on that. Um, Good Old Games is 30%. Microsoft Store is 30%. I like this graphic. Right? It's, like, it's simple, but it's nice. And it gets to the point, yeah. So uh, console store. So now this is uh, the online marketplace of uh, PlayStation, Xbox. PlayStation, um, Xbox, and Nintendo all do 30% across the board. And uh, apparently Nintendo used to be 35% uh, for WiiWare. And, and you can't forget with Microsoft, it used to be that you don't get anything until you've crossed a certain threshold of what you make. I see. And it was not small. So you could publish it on... And now, it's not like that anymore to my knowledge, but yeah, it was you could put it out there and make zero dollars. Gotcha, gotcha. And still have Nintendo making money, which is bullshit. <laughs> So we got the mobile app stores. They also do 30%, Google and, and Apple. Now, this is 30% including app purchases, in-app purchases. So as you go to buy your whatever V-Bucks or you know whatever other uh, uh, mobile stuff, that's 30% a cut off of that purchase as well. This is how Google has so much money. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Like, you think, like, and they I think they listed at one point, like, how much money... Uh, Angry Birds made a month, or what was oh, that sure. one? Flappy Bird. Yeah. When that just and that guy made a a full yacht load worth of money, and then shut it down within like what two months or something. It was like very that? quick. Yeah. So yeah. they made an equal yacht load. Like yeah. that's crazy. That's nuts. Now physical stores are all also in the same line. So we have GameStop, Amazon, Best Buy, and Walmart also thirty percent. But those make sense. Yeah. Now, um, so that's the end of that graphic. Now we're we're getting to more. Um, it just kind of breaks down further is that there's there's also licensing fees with various like 
game engines you got to use. Uh -huh. You know, there's the the cost to actually physically uh, print these uh, discs or, you know, to, to burn onto disc and to, and to publish it and to release it into stores. Um, so with your cut as a developer, it kind of, you know, starts to shrink more and more um, as it gets more complicated. Mm -hmm. So now we have that graphic. As you can see above, a game retailer taking 30% cut is fairly common. That means if you buy a game for 60 bucks, the retailer generally gets $18 out of it. Epic's 12% cut is actually the, the major exception to this rule, while Valve's cut gets lower as a game passes certain sales thresholds, and itch.io lets publishers themselves pick the cut it takes. That one seems the should like it should be getting more praise for doing that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and itch has been always one of the most fantastic ones out there. I, mm. I, I don't even think uh, one they didn't throw on there is Game Jolt. Gotcha. And I don't think, I don't even know if they take a cut. Hmm. They may not. They pay you to download the game. Exactly. They pay you to put your game on. They're right? mowing your lawn for you. It's like, did you download <laughs> the game yet? On the console side of things, the 30% baseline holds true. IGN was told this 30% also includes the licensing fees associated with publishing your game on each system. One source even explained that Nintendo used to take a 35% cut from games released as part of WiiWare, but has adjusted its policy since to be in line with its competitors. Uh, they go on. Additionally, physical retailers generally stick to a 30% cut too, but keep in mind that publishers often have to invest more themselves to pay for the process of manufacturing the physical media alongside, uh, alongside other fees not present in digital distribution. For mobile gaming, the Apple App Store and Google Play Store take 30% as well, uh, both for game sales and in-app purchases. Valve even adjusted Steam's rates last year in what seemed to be a response to the pressure from Epic, but this change is likely only impactful to major developers. After $10 million in sales through Steam, Valve's cut drops to 25% on all new sales and drops again to 20% on all sales after $50 million. For reference, earning $10 million would mean selling just under 170,000 copies of a $60 game and far more for independent games that are rarely that expensive. Um, yeah, that one bugs me just because it doesn't um, incentivize any devs to publish there. I mean, I, they have to either way because Steam is the, that's they're on top, but it's like they're, they're, you know, they're not really cutting them any deal for their indie, indie game. So eventually that's going to, I would imagine eventually that bites in the butt as people start to leave their platform. I, th I think something else that needs to be remembered here as well is, with, so they mentioned that the, the, the publishers, they're printing these discs and bear in mind, publishers take a big cut, right. uh, digital or not. Um, and they advertise, I imagine too, right? Right. Um, but the store has to buy these things and that's on good faith. And that's mm. why they do these big glitzy E3s back in the day is to say, hey, here's yeah. our big thing where it's going to be the biggest game this year. They're trying to make it look like that. Right. So when you buy that game, it's not a risk. So 30%, you also got to understand that for retail, 30% is not that big of a deal. And is that a cut or is that, no, I guess that is a cut because they're not cut. marking it up. That's a set yeah. price. And there is, there's got to be a formula where, yeah, for various retail stuff, there's like a certain minimum that they're going to need to take so to make it profitable for them to resell it. So there's, right. I imagine it's getting to that 30% uh, amount. Um, yeah, now one thing that's interesting is you mentioned the retailers, the physical, you know, uh, stores, how they need to, um, they were kind of, um, they needed to be convinced that they, need, they needed to buy X amount of copies of your game to actually sell. Um, but, um, this was in the news, I want to say a week ago, I think I forgot about this, but PlayStation was offering for their next gen stuff and current gen, you can buy stuff directly through their website now. Like you can buy PS4s directly through the website, hardware, like, uh, controllers. Oh. It's just another like slight nail in the coffin for these big box stores. Cause right. PlayStation's actually coming out and saying, Hey, you can buy it through us. And they, they no longer feel like they have to keep those 
those connections as strong as it did before. Right. And we have to keep in mind that's sort of an average, right? So that's like starting out 30%. If it goes on sale, that's not sure. That's not something that devs or the publishers are doing when it gets marked down. So that 30%, you know, drops to nothing. I, I yeah, because it's 30% of, of whatever the price is. So it's not $60 anymore. It's getting to, if they have it on sale, it's 30% of that sale is what they're getting back. Right. right. And, and that makes uh, Epic even more confusing when you look at it because when they... They'll put, or they were putting people on sale without their permission. Oh, yeah. And they were still getting, like, tons of money for it. And I think it was well over, at that point, probably that 12%. Or if they give your game away for free, then it's a flat fee. Gotcha. So they, it's it's so complicated. Right, right. Um, the article's really awesome. So they go into su uh, super detail on this. And it's, a, it's a, like you mentioned, it's a complicated uh, topic too. But yeah. um, there's one last little paragraph to kind of end it. So another source also stressed that just because a retailer takes 30% doesn't mean the developer of the game actually gets the other 70%. Right. Saying publishers often earn between 30 to 70% of a sale themselves, depending on the deal that has been struck. There are also engine engine licensing fees to consider. Games that use Unreal have its 5% fee waived if they're sold on the Epic Store. Taxes and other costs not factored into what many people assume the actual creator of the game earns. One source said their takeaway from a physical retailer at the end of the day is often between just 10 to 15% of the original price. And, and the other thing too with that, that Epic... Now, I don't know if this is still the way that 5% fee on Epic. Yeah. And it used to be, I want to say, higher. But the way that fee worked... Uh, was, and it may, I want to say it's still like this, but it may not be, uh, is um, they don't charge that fee until your sales reach a certain mark. Okay. So it's free until a large number, which I, I hate that people still complain about that. I'm like, it's a small percentage. Yeah. And you still have to get to that big number first. So, so if you're you not reach that, that big number, you still got a lot of money. That's right. good. Right. Um, and then on top of that, if you believe that your game is going to make a stupid amount of money and you're willing to take that gamble, you buy the license in advance. Oh, and you okay. have to do that per game, per PC, using Unreal Engine. But you you take that gamble, you pay that money, and then you're saving well well more than that 5%. Gotcha. So, you're kind of like you're gambling on yourself somewhat because you're saying, okay, yes. my game is going to make this. I'll just take that fee now or make that initial purchase now. Right. Interesting. And again, 5% is, is nothing. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Um, How often do you pay a 5% credit card fee? All right. the time. Yeah, you just don't, you know, yeah, it's just factored into other stuff. or It's yeah. not even taxed at that rate. It's that's just... true. <laughs> yeah, Gavin, so, I mean, that's just uh, more information on that whole topic, which makes it, um, just to kind of quantify, it's like, uh, as gamers, you know, as people that are maybe on the outside, um, it's, you know, there's a lot of information I don't have. And so it's good to know. I would assume that as you, once you kind of take in all these different cuts that, you know, whatever retailers taking or whatever aspect of it is taken away, it's like the developer gets such a small percentage of that. But right. yeah, we'll see how that goes, how that develops. Now, Gavin, I'm pretty stoked for John Wick Hex. It comes out tomorrow. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's get in some of these games that are coming out. So actually Ghostbusters, the video game remastered came out last week. Um, you didn't get to play it, right? I think you did. You you were reading something about it, like an interpretation or like a review. Oh, sure, review. They just said, you know, it's good. If you don't have uh, the old version, then maybe download this version. Gotcha. Um, but it's, I mean, the old version isn't bad either. Yeah. So. I'm interested in this just because I know it's like a legit story um, that took over or you know, took took place after the last 
Yeah, this is the uh, third movie. film. Yeah, it's third film. So I, I, I've always been interested just from that aspect of it. Um, but uh, I wonder how it controls still. If it's kind of if it's super dated or this is what like 2007 or it's something. It's okay. That, yeah. That's the main thing people have really said about this game is it's an okay game. Gotcha. It's not gonna light the world on fire. You just want to get the third movie. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's what you get. Gotcha. This game, uh, the next one, uh, Concrete Genie, has really not been hyped at all. Do you know much about this Concrete I've Genie never game? Never heard of Concrete so it's, Genie. It's a piece all I'm thinking for... of is uh, what was that movie with uh... Shazam? Yeah, Shazam. <laughs> That's what I'm or uh, Kazam with uh, with uh, Shaquille O'Neal where he's the the genie. I don't know the difference between the two. I thought <laughs> it was is it Shaq or was it Sinbad? Uh, no, that's that's one of those like um, Mandela effect things. It was it was uh, it was Shaq. Really? Yeah. That but, uh, that movie actually made me cry. What? I cried because I got it as a gift for Christmas. And I was angry. <laughs> oh, I think I think at I the end, want... like, Shazam dies. I hope so. I hated that <laughs> fucking movie. Uh, I distinctly remember, so it was like... I... Is it... So the Mandela effect, so a lot of people think it's Sinbad. Yeah, because okay. at one point, Sinbad took a picture with, like, a, a genie outfit, and everyone's like, oh, he was in it. It was like, no, it was, it was Shaq. I feel like that was just his wardrobe at the time. Like, he <laughs> yeah. was always wearing the a pants. bunch of different patterns. <laughs> Man, had terrible fashion sense. Uh, that's also, it was the 90s. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember getting, it was Christmas. One of my uncles hands me this uh, gift that's wrapped. It's the perfect shape or the exact shape of a Nintendo 64 game, right? Why was it that shape? It was, was it a, a Betamax? No, so this the Nintendo 64 um, boxes were very similar to the VHS box, like the yeah. same rough dimension. And I was like, oh, sweet. And he was big into games. I was like, oh, I'm getting a Nintendo 64 game. Awesome. Open it up and it's fucking Kazam. <laughs> I've never mentioned any interest in that game or that movie, rather, or Shaq in general. But uh, he was like, "Yeah, here you go." Almost like threw it at me. He's like, "I don't know. <laughs> Here's this thing." All right, but uh, for the record, Steel wasn't played by Sinbad, right? That <laughs> no, was Steel Shaq? was Shaq. Yeah, that was his right. his home run series of of movies that he was in. Uh, but yeah, so haven't played. Michael that. Jordan did one. They're like, "All right, let's get the crossfit guy. <laughs> I'll do a better job." <laughs> I just want to play a little bit of Concrete Genie, Gavin. So it's just interesting to me because it hasn't been advertised or hyped enough, I think. But it's also not a game that's interesting to me. But it's just one of their – this is a first-party game. So it's just kind of – Oh, and it's a PlayStation VR game? Yeah, it's, it has VR and, and standard um, abilities. But you're you're basically um, tagging up you know, this city and creating these like light graffiti effects. It's a cool idea. I just don't know if there's enough there for me. Like if you had more range to create – Really, what you want to create? That'd be um, maybe more interesting to me. He's gonna play in VR though. So you have the wands and you start uh, going, you know, Fantasia and start making stuff. This uh, this would remind me. There was another game I played this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it though. Noito Noita, the the game where every single pixel has physics. Oh, you did. And, interesting. Uh, boy, did I die a lot, and I just <laughs> didn't get much better. Gotcha. So, um, but what'd you think of the, uh, you know, how the game looked, or could you not progress very far in it? It's very pretty, but it's it it was it was kicking me right in the teeth. Gotcha. Uh, Is it a roguelike? Yeah, it's a it's a roguelike, and it's it's very impressive how, uh, Jesus, like shit can just happen, and it's it and it's you learn from it, and a lot of times it's really funny when it first happens. Like the first time that I blew myself the fuck up. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I threw a bomb and I was going to get the bad guy, but I didn't realize what was next to him. 
was stupid flammable, gotcha. and I exploded the whole screen. And uh, I, I, I laughed, and then I started up <laughs> another run, and then died another stupid way. Like, stuff yeah. like that, where it's super powerful, uh, but if you don't know what you're doing, you may accidentally do it to yourself. I see. Gotcha. So. Is it very easy to jump back in after making a mistake and learn from that mistake, or you're you definitely, somewhat punished you're, where you have to go back in? I mean, you're definitely starting all over. I, gotcha. I should probably take it more seriously. I see. Yeah. Uh, when I play it. But yeah, I like that. Good. I love the idea. I mean, the physics are really just super detailed and how they handle, you know, like fire progression. And uh, there was these lava scenes and just like just the yeah. way the structures were cracking. And yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah. I kind of, the only thing is I kind of just wanted like a story. Like I wanted to play through an adventure. Yeah. I guess in my head I had my buddy's game. Uh, just with, with oh, this engine. right, right. So that's what I was picturing, because I, I think that was also a wizard or something. So. Gotcha. What was the name of that game again? Uh, Pixel Sand? Pixel Sand? Gotcha. Um, yeah, I wonder if um, if you play more of this, what your initial, what your takeaway would be later on in the game. Yeah, I'll, tr- I'll try. It's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of learning. So from the trailer, there's these kind of fire effects and various, like, everything exploding on screen. Did your uh, PC have a hard time with no. those parts of it? Hmm. No, and, but the, I mean, games have been able to do this to a certain degree for a while. Some of the more, like the stuff where you can break off a piece and then that becomes its own independent destructible environment, that's pretty advanced. But gotcha. no, uh, PCs have been able, like my buddy's game was able to do this a long time ago. If you look up Pixel Sand, they could make this shit run, you know, not to this like quality and not like as big, um, but they could make this shit run in a browser. So, gotcha. you know, the, the ability uh, for some of this stuff has been around for at least 2007, again, running in a browser. So it's just a matter of the the engine or the software itself, it's just not as taxing to right. do you know, what's going on on screen. So in this, uh, we're looking at a little, uh, a little bit of uh, my buddy's game, Pixel Sand, and uh, one of the cool things that he did is he got very, and I don't believe you can do that with uh, the other game. I think this is creative mode. Noita? Uh, yeah, Noita. Um but uh, it, it's so precise that he allowed for wiring, and then he put in circuits. Whoa. So you could start to make, uh, you could literally make a calculator, not that, and it wouldn't be that hard to do. Yeah. Uh, and you could do, you know, all this crazy stuff. Was this a DigiPen? Uh, this was, he was working there at the time. Gotcha. But this was his side project. Like, he started this in college, and then he just kept working on it, and then he did a Kickstarter for it. Um it's uh, a really cool idea. Yeah, and it, it like the neat thing is this uh, um, that I don't believe the other Pixel Sand uh, game does is this actually he did so many different elements like he did radioactive material Whoa. that would react in really really weird ways. Interesting. Um, would it decay stuff or like what would it what would the radioactive? It could have. I can't remember. That's um, a feature that or like a element or just some kind of a effect on the atmosphere that not a lot of games really deal with you know like there's right. like oh there's radiation you can't go there kind of stuff but not like right. there's radiation doing something to an environment and changing yeah. it you know uh that reminds me so while i was playing uh borderlands this weekend um it's definitely a lot it's definitely the most linear uh, borderlands mm-hmm. of the borderland series and i was just thinking like man i wish somebody like was able to successfully combine this with more of like a like a free form adventure like fallout and i was like oh fuck that was fallout 76 oh yeah <laughs> uh, and it just didn't work that well it yeah um but it wasn't attempted a game i wanted gotcha yeah uh, gavin as far as games coming out soon there's also this uh ukulele in the impossible layer so it's the sequel to the ukulele but it's like a 2d game 
Yeah, it's a two and a half. Two point five D. Yeah, and supposedly it's very fun. Yeah, so Kotaku was talking about it. Uh, I wanted to pull up um, just some footage here. Um, and bear in mind, I didn't really enjoy my time with Yuku and Lele, the first one. I see. I heard like mixed stuff or that it was just kind of a, not a letdown, but because it was coming from the devs over that used to be at Rare, Yeah. Um, there was a lot of hope that this was kind of them getting, you know, creating something as iconic as like Banjo-Kazooie or yeah. whatnot, but... Uh, so well, clearly aspired to that with the fact that you got an animal with another like right. flapping animal on its back, right? Uh, and it had a lot of shared kind of moves, but it just felt it kind of had the same problem that Banjo Kazooie Two had, where the worlds were a little bit too big, mm. and Banjo Kazooie One was so uh, compact, gotcha, and the levels had so much personality, and this was too big to have that personality. I see. So this just looks like a fun platformer. It does. Apparently, there's a it's getting a lot of praise from Kotaku, so I do want to try it. It kind of like. Visually, it looks like a slightly less pretty uh, Donkey Kong. Uh, oh, like Tropical Freeze or yeah, one of the like newer one ones. Yeah, one of those games. Yeah. Yeah, so just, uh, I like that, you know, there's more love with this kind of genre because, I mean, I still can get into games like this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we got the ukulele coming out this week. Uh, are you much of a World of Warcraft fan? There's this 15th anniversary collector's edition coming out this week as well. Now, uh, any interest in that? <laughs> the only time I've ever played it is uh, the time that um, my, my buddy, we just hacked accounts and gave away people's stuff. <laughs> what? And it was the same guy that... Uh, Should I call the cops? Is that, or is there like uh, statute no, of limitations? No, they can, you can, uh, you can uh, uh, tell Val, or not Val, but uh, Blizzard that that's happened, and they rewind your account. Oh, gotcha. So okay. it's no harm, no foul. I, uh, I imagine the people that received the stuff were confused when it all of a sudden it disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was funny because we were making people do shit to get it. It's like, bring <laughs> me bread! <laughs> and uh, they're like, all right, let's get bread. And, gotcha. Uh, it's like the purge, you're just like making them do right. increasingly weird things. But it was... I see. And, and by hacked, I mean, we just had a very high... It was all our accounts. That's what... <laughs> yeah, I wanted to... Uh, there was a whole thing a couple weeks ago, maybe two weeks yeah, ago, about a classic version of World of Warcraft that people were really stoked about. And I, I actually wasn't sure if this is the same thing or not. But uh, Right. Oh, you didn't know about World of Warcraft Classic? No. They yeah. basically relaunched the game at launch. Gotcha. The very first game. You know, I think part of the reason I didn't like uh, World of Warcraft... Um, because I remember at the time, I think it came out around the same time as Fear. Oh. And so seeing a game that gorgeous. Yeah. And then looking at this slightly better than Nintendo 64 game, <laughs> I was right. like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, but there, I mean, there are different games and like different abilities. And I know the oh, I, I, so deep. but I'm also not the person that this game is for. So gotcha. if you give me a game like this and it's not pretty, yeah, then. I do. I mean, I think about Fear once in a while. Like, I feel like that game deserves more credit for how it's uh, being amazing. It was awesome. They blended this uh, this horror you know genre with the FPS action kind of stuff going on, and the physics really cool. The AI at the time was kind of uh, you know um, pushing really things good. forward where they would react to you. And that that was the thing I thought of too. Uh, playing Borderlands, this is some of the best AI I've fought against in a while. Really? Yeah, nice. they'll take cover. If you damage them, they're gonna they're gonna hide. They're gonna push. Uh, they're really smart. Gotcha. And then they throw twenty of them at you and say, <laughs> "Deal with luck. it." I'm kind of now more and more on the lookout for better AI in games. Like I do right. want that. I find that more interesting as far as far as going next gen too. Like that's what I find. I'm more 
just like that's going to scratch my itch more like hey we're actually putting more horsepower behind this or just like uh you know redeveloping the software to do this just to pull more uh abilities out with with ai just i want that right but uh, we'll see if that actually happens now we have world world, world of warcraft coming out <laughs> now um there's also this pretty dope modular PS4 controller that I just want to show you to see what you think, Gavin. It's just like a. It's really just futuristic. like a, the first uh, Xbox controller. Is that uh, what you're gonna say? Well, no, it's just I don't know. Just kind of uh, seems pretty dope. It's just like a transformer kind of controller, but you can. Uh, okay. um, so it is called. Um, is this for real? This is a real controller. So this is Thrustmaster's new swap e swap controller. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's for PlayStation, PlayStation 4. Um, it's actually not uh, available in America yet. But, uh, uh, by the way, that's what you're introducing me as next week. <laughs> Thrustmaster 420 or something. Uh, yeah, so you can uh, – it's modular. You can uh, swap out, like, the D-pad for the, for the sticks, for the, for the, you know, the actual buttons and, like, the grips. It's just, like, a pretty in-depth. Like, I haven't seen a controller do it to this degree. But, uh, it kind of reminds me of you remember when uh, phone manufacturers were had the concept of doing this with phones. Yeah, it it just died. Like whatever happened with that? That was such a. It was the best idea. Like yeah. how many phones get thrown away because you can't upgrade yep. them? Yep. So I don't legit for my phone. I'm fine with this stupid bendy screen. Just get me better battery life. Right. Get me better camera. You know, upgrade my CPU. Um, yeah. This, no, this they... is a great idea. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, they off, one of the options is they kind of replace the thumbstick with that whole like. Remember Valve had their controller with like the disc, the rubbable like inside disc. That is, though, I think or is so. That just a weird D pad. See, I think it's a it's a maybe it's a D pad, but it has no like arrows or or angles to it. It's just like a single disc. Or uh, it'd be cool to get like a trackball in there. Or like, uh, you know those golf arcade games where there's just that yeah. ball that you're just like... I, th I thought about... I was trying to think of an idea for the arcade. Oh, you were using know. that? I wonder how hard it is to program for. I, I hope it's just like a mouse. Yeah, that's what I imagine. Yeah. But I don't know. And also, can you have multiple mice? <laughs> I don't know how that works. Uh, something that's... I mean, I really like that you can flip stuff around. Mm -hmm. I'd be really curious to see how ergonomically well it works. Um, yeah, how it actually feels. There. Well, I mean, they can cha somewhat change it up where the, the actual palm uh, contact points with the grip can be changed out for other ones. Maybe you can right. extend it, you can shorten it. That's true. Uh, I hope it works. I want to see who's going to beat Dark Souls with all the components taken out. The first, You know, who's going to be the first person to do that? I, I, I do worry a bit about, like, dirt getting in there. I don't know how tight those that's true. Uh, positions are. But if it works, that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm pretty, uh, you know, I'm just, it's on my radar. We'll see what happens if they actually release it in America. It is currently not available in America. Also, that looks like some of the most, like, 90s idea of what a controller is. Introducing yeah. the Thrustmaster. Well, do you remember, um, is it Mad Cats? Was that third part? Yeah, this software? looks like a Mad Cats. It looks like a, something I would go, I don't want that. And then, like, keep walking, <laughs> but not knowing that. that that's what your uncle bought you for Christmas. <laughs> I would have taken that it. over three Kazams, for sure. You know, there was always this one Mad Cats controller that Andy had, uh, our buddy Andy, and, and a lot of people have said they really liked it. It was just a smaller Xbox controller. Okay. And it was pretty good. You know what? I wouldn't doubt that because there's a time where, yeah, that, that the, the Duke was the standard and everyone, it turned off a lot of people. And so I think Mad Cats was one of the first to put out a smaller one oh, eventually. Uh, remember the Duke was that standard Xbox controller? That's what it was called? Yeah. The, the Duke. Fuck yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I yeah. appreciate that. The Duke. And I want to say Mad Cats was one of the first third parties to like... Go, okay, well, we're going to make a smaller one for 99% of everyone else. 
And then eventually they did the, it was like the S controller was the smaller yeah. Xbox controller. I, I think what they should do is they should make a mini uh, arcade fight stick. Uh, so I should be able to mash the buttons with one finger. Whoa, interesting. Just, just all of them. Like, yep, this is what I was going to do anyway. <laughs> that could be really dope. <laughs> Gavin, now we're going to end this Secure the bag. Uh, this episode by looking up our names on urbandictionary.com. Have you ever done this? Uh, I think I think if, last time I did it, it like, you could tell everyone that wrote it was like named Gavin because it was just like, Gavin definitely has the biggest dick in the room. <laughs> uh, you can always trust the Gavin. Like, and it's just like, all right. This is... <laughs> Gavin has the best credit score. Uh, he loves his mom. <laughs> So I'm going to do this, Gavin, and we're going to look it up. Let's start with yours. And then how do we get to Kevin Bacon from here? Right. So Gavin on UrbanDictionary.com. Gavin, yeah, you're right. A really nice and generally sweet guy. He makes friends with as many people as he can. Everyone loves Gavin. It's very easily easy to fall for a Gavin. He's the most cute. Did you you just wrote the <laughs> No, this is what I'm saying. This is like this is this is just a bunch of Gavins got online. Yeah. <laughs> and I wrote, have we gotten to one about a giant dick? Yeah, I think uh, they're in there. I would doubt it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's just everything is they're all positives. That's that's in its right. own right, that's awesome too. I, I think part of it that doesn't help is like most Gavins are very young. Like they're maybe just getting to their twelves now. So like these this was just written by twelve year olds. <laughs> I'm gonna be on the urban yeah. dictionary. <laughs> So I'm going to try Alfonso. Um, Alfonso, to rub and relieve sore genitalia. <laughs> Did you check this That's also accurate. Him? No, I have not. Um, to rub and... I've seen people were doing this, and that what caught my eye was on Twitter. People were like, yeah, search your name because uh, UrbanDictionary.com has just like total bass backwards, you know, trying, explanation of everyone's name. Um, yeah, man, I pulled a muscle in my groin at practice. I could use an Alfonso. So that's the first one. Alfonso, a person who lacks the ability to have a meaningful conversation or an intellectual conversation and often makes inappropriate jokes and is usually perverted. Not very mature. get to the polar opposite <laughs> of you. <laughs> like somebody just didn't like an Alfonso yeah. out there. And, so uh, number two is a very stupid person. Dude, you're a total Alfonso. That's it. There's no other ones about that. Now, I haven't tried. Let's try Fonzie. Oh, God. I just hacked into the... Into the Matrix. <laughs> I feel like Fonzie's going to have a more positive... Uh, Fonzie, patented sex move. G. Robinson, 2003. A male slash female takes two thumbs and inserts them simultaneously in, in, in the front and back bum of a female while saying, Hey! <laughs> Fonzie giver. Hey! <laughs> I also appreciate the use of front bum. <laughs> no, front bum, not back bum. Uh, front um, and back bum. So, Fonzie, right. also a lesbian who takes on the characteristics of a male and would be ugly even if she was trying to be a female. Holy shit, check out that Fonzie. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Fonzie, a filthy slag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they're not all worse than that. <laughs> Fonzie, a filthy slag who, when they can't get a man due to the sheer size and fullness, foulness, decides rug munching will do quite nicely. Oh, I see, like, uh... uh now, I, I think what they're, what they're trying to say is, like, the, is the lesbians that kind of have, like, the pompadour... Oh, sure, like, like a leather jacket. Leather jacket. Now I kind of get it. That's mean. <laughs> but I, at least now I understand. I like, where was this coming from? Right. These lesbians jumping over sharks with their motorcycle. Right, What exactly. did he do with the... He jumped a shark with something. Water skis. Water skis. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. My uh, Henry Winkler that's facts. A, that's a, you're apparently a rough slur, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's a... <laughs> that's a, any other um, 
Any other names? I mean, we could look up like some video game names here. We have Zelda. Zelda. Um, game series created by, yeah, yeah it's just the actual it. term uh, for it. Any other iconic? Um, I, I feel like the only iconic name we'd have right here is the Karen. The Karen? Because that's, that's the woman that will um, always so, ask to see the manager. Oh, God. <laughs> or Donna or something. Right. So, Pokemon. Something that you pretended not to like since you turned 11, yet you can't deny how sick it would be if they all really existed. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, a terrifying world where you've got <laughs> giant bear turtles with water cannons. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And they can all at least say their name. And they're all, what, basically right. slaves or something that are kept in this weird uh, trans-dimensional you know, orb that, like, yeah. just, do they eat in there? Like, do they sleep? It's just a giant, giant orgy in there. So that's why they <laughs> want to finish the battle quickly. Yep, and get yep. back, get back to it. Uh, I, I think uh, that was always definitely one of the dumbest decisions they did uh, with Pokemon was like they can only say their name. Yeah. Like, what a dumb idea. Was that just something from the cartoon or in the actual Game Boy? Uh, their response would be their name over and over again. Oh, good question. Mm. I mean, it was definitely in the cartoon, but yeah. I mean, in in the in the games, they had a cry. Gotcha. And I, I don't even just say know. Pokemon cries. Right, and I think in the modern uh, 3D ones and stuff where they have the technology, I think they still just cry mm. or roar or whatever. So, oh. Can you mod it where uh, Brian Reynolds, his voice just comes across as all the Pokemon, in like the original Game Boy ones? I can, I can only get so hard. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, that that's, would... what, that's true. The table <laughs> can only rise. Uh, Gavin, uh, there's a here's the last thing. So. Oh oh, we didn't mention. Uh, speaking of this, we didn't huh? mention uh, Wendy's. Which isn't super related. Wendy's? We're Wendy's. going to Wendy's after this? Uh, well, go ahead and do this article. I'm, I'm going to remember it after this. Okay, gotcha. So this is a guy gets doom running on a McDonald's cash register. Oh, Alex never. Walker pulls this up from Kotaku. So <laughs> it just looks like a dude who's hacked his uh, basic ass of McDonald's register. That was probably it, one of the easier hacks of getting it. To probably, McDonald's. yeah. Like, the fact that you can run this on TI-89, you can run it on literally everything. <laughs> And that's what people do. Like yeah. this is how people get. What do you just? Jellies. What's the basic minimum you need? Like, if there's a USB port on this on this register itself. Oh, what I, else? I, I don't. I don't know. Like something you can throw a thumb thumb drive into, because you have to get the game on there somehow. I I think they. I I'd hope they'd at least make it harder than that. Like yeah, yes, open it up. Because yeah, if you could just throw a thumbstick in there, gotcha. then people would be hacking these registers all over, sending credit card numbers. To their email, so you gotta make it. You gotta make it pretty secure. Did this guy? It's at his house. Did he buy on eBay? I don't McDonald's? know. This turned into Blair Witch. Like, <laughs> yeah. again, some real shoddy footage here. Uh, well, also, I don't know how legal this is. Interesting. Yeah. This may be a tampering thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll call the cops right now. Gavin, what was that article you're mentioning? So. Uh, Wendy's released a one-shot Dungeons and Dragons campaign, and I, I got to watch uh, Critical Role do it, and it was pretty, it was pretty goofy. Uh, okay. The, the puns for some of these spells <laughs> are just literally insane. Uh, it's it, it's uh it's it's pretty great. If if you're gonna watch anything on it, I definitely watch Critical Role do it because gotcha. these are some expert level. I don't remember that. That wasn't there. Because that was actually the DM, and he wasn't wearing that. He was wearing oh, like I a, see. a thing. Um, They're kind of killing online. I know a lot of these fast food places are just, yeah, just going yeah. in different directions, you know. And he's got the meme game. Gather your party. 10, 3, 19. Interesting. Now, there was a... <laughs> that's a close-up of that one. Uh, there's also... That reminds me of KFC did their, like, uh, game where I you could date the it. colonel, right? I almost bought it. Yeah, it's out. What do you do in that? 
uh, you you date. It's like a like a dating. Like the, like the, there was that one dad dad date simulator. That was serious though. Gotcha. This is this is just purely. A I joke. love you, Colonel Sanders. If you're gonna um, a good dating. Yeah, the dad the dad one, which was made uh, like designed by the game girls and stuff. Okay. Like that, yeah. That's. Gotcha. And this is just a <laughs> shameless right. attempt to get some of that. Which I'm sure it's funny. I like the art style. It's yeah. very anime, just very. Uh, very different. There's a there's a dating sim uh, that we should play because mm-hmm. it's multiplayer uh, called Monster Prom. Sounds cool. And it's uh, competitive, so like you're trying to get like a date to the prom, eh, which is totally may not happen. And yeah. it's it's a little like the plotline is more mature, not in like a like a sexy way, but just like there's drugs and oh, like, I see. violence like and stuff, plus. right? And uh, it's just it's li- all these plot lines are laugh out loud funny, <laughs> and it's it's really good and it's multiplayer. So now it's, it's multiplayer but competitive. So how do you play it? Like, do we need two PCs or it's all in the same? I thing? think you just pass off who has the mouse. I see, gotcha. You can do it online, but when I watch people stream doing it online, uh, a lot of times it would break. I see. And so like one person was like like watching the stream trying to watch their mouse because their screen was black. Oh. Um, <laughs> I call the robot. I do want to be, or this Medusa character. You can be the robot. Uh, Medusa's not playable. She's one of the ones you can date. Dang it. So, and like the the devil, like the guy with the not the blue, I don't know about the blue one. He wasn't there when I was watching it. Yeah. Uh, he may be playable. Uh, but there's like this red devil character that's like legitimately evil. <laughs> uh, the oh, yeah, ghost is this huge drug dealer. It's really funny. <laughs> I think you've described this to me before. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's neat. And there, I think they said in the description there's like hundreds upon hundreds of plot lines so Whoa. you just keep playing it and getting all these new plot lines okay so it's pretty goofy so it came out april 27 2018 right so it's actually relatively recent beautiful glitch is the publisher or sorry the developer hmm. um yeah that's a dev that's pretty cool well yeah i'll have to check that out 12 bucks is not bad we could totally just get that. i feel like this is a good switch game too yeah also, like some of the some of the plot lines where you win, like the point is to get a date, but sometimes the way you lose is like funnier than winning. Gotcha. Like, there was one where like with the the devil character, you're constantly taunting him throughout the the month leading up to it, and so by the time you get to it, it's like I, I think you like kiss him at the prom, and he's like, well, you misread this, and then he just beats your ass. But it was this great like story arc to getting to that point. Gotcha. Uh, it's it's so goofy. It's awesome. I gotta play this. Yeah. All right, Gavin. We'll end it there. Where can they find you on the interwebs? You can find me on the interwebs at Drunk Devs awesome. on Twitter. Sorry. Yes. Not on uh, MySpace. No. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> and I'm on uh, Twitter also. It's Twitter slash Plastic Cart Pod. All right, guys. That's it for us this week. We'll see you later. Bye bye.